0: I'm delighted, I've been la Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be pottin', I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it, guess what, I got it you do it too you will never lose if you ever do must have been a ruse ricky that's my dude super cool sharks up in the pool i've been sparking up my tools i've been looking to win spend a little again i've been for spittled it in. my god i riddled again i told them stop clowning around they said what goes up comes down i said i'm down with the sickness my team stay ill now come get this i'm just so daddy delight i stay ready tonight Deep Dive we rise, that's the melody, all right. D-Dev-y delight. D-Dev-y delight. Delight. Hey. Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by the Drive In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to recap all the happenings of day one and day two of the NFL draft. Uh, Man, I'll tell you what, every time I listen to our intro uh, intro music, I just start singing it, start dancing to it. My man's great at doing what he's doing. As always, I am joined by my co-host and partner here, Mr. Stoops. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Uh, Still recovering from that four and a half hour endeavor we were on the other night. So um, I'm good though, obviously. Still excited. See, uh, there's still a lot of guys on the board, right, that haven't been drafted yet, that, that Obviously, we're interested to see where they fall. Um, we'll talk about it on this one, but some landing spots that we uh, don't like. You more so than me, apparently, but <laughs> we'll see. And then just some ones that we do like, obviously. Um, I try to go kind of more outside the obvious. Like, obviously, we like the first overall pick, you know, so on and so forth. But um, And then a few I'm not too sure about, and I kind of told you that, but excited to dive into it a little bit, talk about it, see where we agree, don't agree which is probably on a lot of them, but <laughs> we'll see.
0: Yeah, it was it was an interesting first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even understand or begin to fathom some of these picks and some of who's still available, some of the landing spots, some of these guys that like uh, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, those guys are just jumping for joy so far. You know what I mean? They still have their starting running back spots. And then, of course, you have guys like um, James Robinson, whose value is probably down the drain a little bit. You know what I mean? And then you guys got guys got like potentially Allen Robinson, whose stock is all the way up again because he probably has the best quarterback he's played with in a couple of years. But uh, yeah, so from anywhere from Elijah Moore to the Jets to everyone and their mom going ahead of the likes of Terrace Marshall and Amari Rogers, we're going to break down um, position by position. Some of the ones, basically I'm going to tell you guys the landing spots for each of these guys. And like I said, this is for day uh one and two. So rounds one through three. This is what we've got so far. So speaking with that, obviously the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence went to the Jags, Zach Wilson went to the Jets as expected. Trey Lance went to the 49ers. Justin Fields went to the Bears on a trade up. Well, wow, very interesting pick there. Mac Jones dropped to the Patriots. Um, the last pick of round two was Mr. Kyle Trask, my boy Stoops' guy, went to the Super Bowl champion mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh Davis Mills flew off the board to the Texans and then Kellen Mond went to the Vikings. So we've had eight quarterbacks go in the first three rounds. It's the most ever in the first three rounds in NFL history. So I am still very very optimistic about Justin Fields in a Chicago Bears uniform. But for me personally My favorite landing spots, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bore you guys with the Trevor Lawrence conversation, but I'm growing more keen to the idea of Trey Lance on a fantasy level, not the actual quarterback that I I just, I don't, I'm still mad. I'm still mad. Two days later, Mm -hmm. I was on the air. I was very mad. And I truly believe that this is going to end up being a bonehead mistake by the 49ers. But at the same time, you can't discredit his fantasy potential. They didn't trade three first-rounders for him to sit on the bench forever. So he's going to play. And when he does, he does have a high rushing upside. So next week, we're going to talk about our top 24 rankings. And I think I might surprise some people where I have him ranked. But um, Wilson to the Jets, they're surrounding him with pieces. I mean, they gave him an, got him an offensive lineman. Uh, they got him Tucker, who I think is a fantastic pick. And then, of course, they snagged. Um, Elijah Moore in the top half of round two very very like I like that a whole lot so you got Davis Mims and uh, Moore to, for him to throw the football to I'd like to see them get Michael Carter out here at Kenneth Gainwell in round uh, four or five you know I think that would be a potential great landing spot for the running back position for them alright Stoops overall I mean you know we talked about the kind of the first round guys and we can touch on them some a little, a little bit more um, but what are your thoughts on the quarterbacks and their landing spot so far
1: yeah, for me like to real speak real quick on it the Trey lance thing like um we said it on on air. I I just think the 49ers almost have to do what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Like they 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 really simplified the offense. Is really kind of what it came down to. Um and they allowed Lamar to do what Lamar does best and I think the 49ers if they do that then i think it sky's the limit it's just we haven't seen you know the quarterbacks of 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 you know previous recently um on the 49ers that that would fit the type of offense that Trey Lance would run right so we'll see as far as what they want to do there and obviously they're an nfl organization i'm sure that's already something that they've they've thought of and and they're going to probably go that route with it but of course you said it I think Kyle Trask going to the Bucks. I think that's just a great landing spot. Obviously, contracts will play a factor, you know, as far as the receiving options, you know, over the next year, two years, so on and so forth. Because he's obviously not going to be the guy this year. But to mentor under, you could say, you know, the greatest. He's definitely a top two, three. What? Huh? Yeah, you would. Yeah, you know, it just depends on who you talk to. I mean, Um, there's only
0: he is the greatest. Let's calm down with could be the greatest. He could be. I um mean, is. He's like one, two, three, four, five. I mean, who's who's opposing? Who's opposing the greatest? I'm I listening. like
1: Peyton Manning or but it's fine. Oh um, my goodness, you're a
0: Peyton Manning guy?
1: Anyway, back to Kyle Trask, because Kyle Trask is gonna be a future <laughs> Hall of Famer. Um future to just Hall sit Hall. under Tom Brady, obviously, and yeah. learn from him. I mean, who wouldn't benefit from that, right? Yep. I just think that was a great landing spot for him. Of course, he, being such a big fan of a guy and you're watching, you're like, Oh, he still hasn't been taken. Cool. All right. He's still on the board. Oh, that's cool. And then he goes to a team like that. Right. Nope. I think it's going to definitely be amazing for him. Um, he's in the state that he went to college in. So that's,
0: that's kind to cool. move Very far. No flowers left. Yeah.
1: He finally gets to, to move his stuff out of his dorm, which obviously he's already done. But um, <laughs> I like that landing spot. Um, The one I'm most interested about is Davis Mills. Um, I'll be honest. I was not shocked that he fell so far, but because of all the hype that we had been hearing, you know, oh, he he could be a first round guy, this, that, and the other. And obviously once we saw the other guys go, then we knew, okay, yeah, he's not going to be a first round, but to see him drop to the third round based on what we had heard prior, but just going to the Texans in general, it's such a, Weird situation going on there, right? Is Watson going to be... I mean, nothing legally has happened, right? Nothing to where they've came out and said, you are not playing, so on and so forth. So at this moment, obviously, we know who the starter is. But if something legally were to come down, like, does Davis Mills get thrown in immediately? Do they... Yeah, I don't know. But then it just comes down to what do they have around him? And hmm, the Texans have really dismantled that organization very quickly (laughs) and got nothing back for it so that was an interesting landing spot but um no my favorite one is is again like you said outside of going to the boring normal on
0: to the vikings god
1: um sorry i don't even know what to say about that one um yeah it's kyle trask for me um shocker i know that most people wouldn't have expected anything different because i've only been talking about kyle trask since what January 28th or 18th of 2020, right? Yeah. 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 So, well, before that even, but that's when I planted my flag.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to me because I was talking to my brother about this last night and saying it's like the Bucks didn't need anything. They're returning their entire team. So why not take a risk or take a shot on a quarterback, maybe set him up for success after? Because, I mean, look, I mean, You've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, you've got some talent there that really can produce after Brady retires, whenever that is. I mean, you know, or maybe he'll just sit behind Brady for five years, which I mean, that's a nice little comfy paycheck, you know what I'm saying? For exactly however many years, but um, it's 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 a great pick, I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm, I'm 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 still processing Justin Fields on the Chicago Bears, I understand everybody's enamored by it, I understand people are just shouting from the rooftops about it, but I don't like it. Chicago's not good, okay at producing quarterbacks and we've seen that time and 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 time again. and I'm not saying Justin Field doesn't have talent. he does, but there's just something about Chicago that team is they're good they have some good pieces pieces. their defense is going to take a step back again this year. I understand they were eight and eight last year. I don't know if he starts week one or not, but I am not a fan of that landing spot. I think it's it, i think it's my least favorite of everybody in the first round. And I really don't count Mills or Mond as landing spots because I don't think either one of them can see the light of day. But I do think that Mills has fantasy value just based on, I mean, what, Tyrod Taylor is the only other quarterback that they really have there on the roster. So, I mean, he's going to battle with Tyrod Taylor because even if the legal situation you know plays out however it's going to, you still have to think about the fact that watson said that he wanted out no matter what right True. you know what i mean so that plays into the factor of this entire scenario um which i also don't understand after this weekend like who's really going to need a quarterback you know would would miami really you know trade to a to get watson and etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know it, it there's a lot of factors into that but i mean as it sits today deshaun watson's scheduled to be the week one starter for the mm-hmm. texans you know no matter if he likes it or not, you know what I mean? I I don't know if he'll sit out. Maybe he will sit out. You know, maybe that's something that he does do. Right. But, um, I do think the landing spot for him is intriguing just because if, if for some reason, um, Watson does get traded, then there's the opportunity for Mills to kind of step up to the plate and be the guy with Tyrod, even if he's, even if he's a backup, right. You know what I mean? Even if he's a backup year one, he was one guy I found myself hard ranking, I'm um, trying to find a top 24 to kind of dive into. So, uh, you know, there's some, I, I'm a big fan of four of the five landing spots in the first round. I, I feel very, very optimistic on still. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Won't. I'm not even sure how I feel about it until six months from now when I see him play for him, I guess. But, um, you know, outside of that, I'm with you. Trask is probably my favorite landing spot outside of that. I mean, it's easily right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Learning behind the goat is something crazy to even think about, but Judging over to the running back position, we saw three running backs go in the top 35, and then we didn't see another running back go until 53 picks later. Um, there's only been four running backs off the board through three rounds, which um, which is interesting, I, yeah. I think. Um, the highly talked about Najee Harris to the Pittsburgh Steelers happened like everybody projected. I think everybody projected six months ago. Um, Travis Etienne to the Jaguars. I think we talked about this on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very certain we did. Um, and Javante Williams to the Broncos. I love it. I love. It. I'm not a Javante. The thing about it is we're not Javante Williams guys on this. We're Michael Carter guys, but it's not saying Javante Williams doesn't have talent, right? You know what I mean? And he goes into a very, very ideal fantasy football landing spot. I love the landing spot with the Broncos. They only have Melvin Gordon, really, and he's under contract for just this year. So ideal. and I mean, Melvin Gordon is like not great either. You know what I mean? So there's that, but. And then, of course, we had Trey Sermon going to the 49ers. I know people are kind of enamored by this, but I'm still optim- optimistic about it because they always run 75 running backs, right? It doesn't matter yeah. who does what, when, where, how. But guys like Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard, all still on the board. All still on the board right now whenever it comes to day three of the NFL draft. There's some really good landing spots, as I mentioned at the top of the, uh, the show. But with the four that were taken, Stoops, Give me some thoughts, man. So I feel like the
1: Javante Williams situation is like what J.K. Dobbins was in last year, right? Where you've got the, the vet ahead of you, learn from him. You're going to get some touches. You're going to get involved in the offense, obviously. Um, but then once that contract expires, you're the guy. It's your backfield. And I feel like that's the role uh, or situation that he's going to be in this year, which again – Outside of, I I mean, I feel obviously a Najah Harris and ETN, I think they're day one ready to go. A lot of people think Javante Williams is as well. Obviously, we're, you know, a little bit different, opinion, different opinions on that. But I, I just think any position to learn under a vet is ideal. You know, you're coming into a position where, yeah, you were, we talk about this too, right? You know, guys come out of high school. You were the guy. You were the guy. Now you get into college and you could be that good that you're the guy again immediately. But a lot of times it's learned from the senior, the junior, the experienced guys. And then now, now you're the guy. And it kind of trickles on throughout the process. So I think Javante Williams going into that role, I think is going to be really, really nice. Again, give him a full year. Um, I think, you know, he'll still be a fantasy relevant back. He's not going to be your RB1 he could borderline be an RB two in certain weeks, but I think he's going to be more of that flex guy. You kind of throw in depending on how deep your starting roster positions are. Um, Trey sermon. Yeah. I, I, I remember when all, you know, Jarek McKinnon and, um, Oh my gosh. What was his name? Uh, he played on the Falcons and then he went over to the 49ers. I cannot remember his name now.
0: Falcons 49. Coleman. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Um, he when they went over right when it was all there, it was just like these guys are gonna be like, I have to have them. And neither of them really did anything. So it's just kind of built into the offense like you expect them to do it, and it just doesn't happen consistently. So the Trey Sermon pick, um, I hope that they they get him really involved, but like you said, they're gonna play four, five, six running backs a week, and they're all gonna get you two fantasy points. But if you had one guy out there, they would have got you twenty-two so that's going to be interesting but yeah Najee harris is going to get 250 carries this year he's going to run for 1500 yards 13 touchdowns i don't know if he the ability's there i don't know if i don't know yeah he'll get some pass catches out of the backfield they keep the running backs involved in that sense i think Najee's is going to just
0: dominate in that offense i really do um yeah i agree with you 100 i love the landing spot he's gonna catch probably yeah. 25 30 balls i mean it, i don't think and some of them, them gonna be
1: acrobatic because you know what, six four running back doesn't do
0: that <laughs> yeah exactly i Crazy. love I, I think he uh, he's this is another one of those where i think that my rankings i'm not 100 sure outside harris but for me like harris is like a top three if you're not in a super flex league i don't hate the idea of taking Najee Harris one-on-one if you're set at quarterback. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't. I I, I don't hate him going one-on-one. I don't hate Chase going one-on-one, and I don't hate Kyle Pitts going one-on-one. Like, it, it's if you're set at quarterback, I'm only giving that advice if you're set at quarterback. Otherwise, you take Trevor Lawrence and, you know, you run with it. You don't but, twice, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, wide receivers flew off the board. Five in round one, five in round two, and five in round three. It was a nice little, you know, combination there five 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 so um we talked a little bit about the wide receivers flying off the board on round one round two and then round three like i said five each we had chase go to the Bengals, waddle go to the dolphins smith go to the eagles uh Kadarius tony go to the giants Rashad bateman go to the ravens we had Ooh. elijah in round two huh i threw up a little bit of my mouth oh. when you said that. <laughs> round two we saw elijah moore go to the jets rondale moore went to the cardinals r.i.p christian kirk uh, Dwayne, Eskridge, no. <laughs> Dwayne Eskridge going to the Seahawks. Titu Atwell going to the Rams. Terrace Marshall going to the Panthers. Round three, we saw Josh Parma go to the Chargers. Diyama Brown go to the uh, Washington football team. Amari Rogers go to the Packers. Nico Collins to the Texans. Anthony Shorts to the Browns. Now, a few things I would like to point out. There was one, two, two, two receivers that went before Terrace Marshall, which is just absolutely blasphemy. Dwayne Eskridge going to the Seahawks. First off, I don't understand the pick. I think that Eskridge has zero fantasy appeal. Um, and Tutu will. same thing. Um, Van Jefferson, I was really hoping was going to slide into that three. And he still could because Josh Reynolds signed with the uh, Tennessee Titans. So I was hoping Jefferson can slide into that three. And there's a possibility he can, maybe they use Tutu as a, um, you know, as just that weapon. You know what I mean? That he is. I mean, he's the smallest guy to be drafted since I, I don't, I think Deshaun Jackson or something like that. And, I think he's like a quarter of good uh, that Deshaun Jackson was. There's nothing wrong with Tutu, but honestly, looking at the map right now, looking at the Eskridge, looking at the Atwell, looking at the Brown, looking at the Collins, or I'm sorry, Schwartz, uh, Palmer, those guys really have no fantasy appeal to me right now just because of their landing spots. But the fact that Brown, Palmer, Atwell, and Eskridge went above Amari Rodgers is just Mm -hmm. absolutely positively absurd. It's stupid. I don't get it. And you know what? I understand we're not NFL scouts. We're not in the rooms. We're not understanding things. And maybe that's just how Eskridge fit the Seahawks game plan or whatever it is. But to me, Amari Rodgers blew the doors off of the senior bowl and really showcased his ability to be able to be a playmaker. And honestly, it's just it's wild to me to see him go in the third round. And not only that the Packers saw the move, they made the move, they traded up to get Amari Rodgers. I love the landing spot. I think he's perfect in the slot. They really haven't had that slot guy since Randall Cobb. So he kind of fits into that role. I love, I, I I'm, I'm trying to temper my expectations because I do, do know that rookies struggle sometimes in the Packers offense, but also will Aaron Rodgers be the quarterback? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love the landing spot if Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the football. If Jordan loves throwing the football, just toss him to the wayside. I need some clarity before my uh, draft on, I think it's like May 14th or May 9th. I don't even remember when it is, but uh, Green Bay, please, if you're listening, can you get us some clarity on uh, what we're doing with Aaron Rodgers? Because I I think that Amari Rodgers is probably a second easy second-round pick for me. Easy second-round pick for me now. Um, you know, maybe top fifteen pick. Um, so for, I love the landing spots. Um, Stu, some of your favorite landing spots outside that top. I I don't like the Kadarius Tony to the Giants. Hate I it. think it's I I hate it to with a passion. And it's not just because I we didn't like. I I mean I didn't like Tony. It's not just that, but I just think they're they're overcrowded. You know yep. what I mean? They're just the crowd of the receiver position. I'm not. I don't love Waddle to the Dolphins, but n- maybe the reuniting of Tua. I, look, Tua's got no excuses. They're surrounded him with weapons, period. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, they just are. Bateman to the Ravens is RIP, but uh, hopefully maybe he can, you know, maybe Lamars can throw the football to him, but I like Elijah Moore to the Jets. The right Moore went first. Rondell Miller to the Cardinals. I don't understand that one a whole lot. I mean, I, I understand this is a fast-paced league, but I don't know. Your thoughts on uh some of these landing spots.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking of with the Rondell Moore pick. I was thinking about it. I was like it just doesn't like you said it doesn't doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, but we know that Cliff runs a fast offense. He wants to just go 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 go. And it, just think about it. If you can get Kyler, you know, on the run, get Rondell coming across, get Kurt going, you got Hopkins. Like you've got the weapons there. Just move move move. It makes sense in that that you know idea of things so i don't hate the pick um my christian kirk shares aren't as happy i don't think um and i don't think more is going to come in just immediately um and you know take all of christian kirk's targets away per se but i do think they took him where they took him for a reason so We'll see. Um, obviously, that one's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, and you kind of touched base on those first round ones already. I, I feel the same way as you. I still, I know we weren't going to talk about it, but I still think the Jamar Chase pick is questionable, not because of Jamar Chase, simply because you got to protect a quarterback. That we, we yes. talked about that for what twenty minutes when we were live. You know, we, three teams have already picked. No, that's not true because they took forever to pick. But we talked about that. That was a whole thing. Love the, reu- the the reunion, right? Burrow and Chase, I love that. Uh, It's just quite like, anyway, I don't know. Um, Waddle, yeah, you said it. I mean, so you already said all the first ones. Um, Another one that I I do like is you already said it too, Amari Rodgers, right? It's going to come down to is Aaron Rodgers there? Um, Because if he's not, then I'm not as happy. But if Rodgers suits up, again, year one, I'm not expecting Rodgers to just be uh, Amari Rodgers. To just be this, you know, rookie of the year receiver, this, that, and the other. I'm not expecting, I mean, Devontae Adams is still there, right? He's going to be getting 80% of the targets as he always does. And as, as he should, because he's on a lot of my teams. So, um, looking at that one, but Terrace Marshall, I like the landing spot. I like it a lot. Um, I just think that the, he he can get involved in that offense. They're, they're going to get him involved. I, I like it. And I told you, I don't know if I said it on the air, but I didn't realize he was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. Like, I didn't know that. I know that doesn't always translate through college pros. I get that. But I had no clue. No clue. But that's awesome to find out. Um, The one that, so, I like the Elijah Moore landing spot to the Jets. Um, It's just the the Zach Wilson aspect of it, right? How is that going to play out? And we've just seen it. The Jets don't know how to do anything,
0: is basically what we've noticed. Thank God Adam Gase is gone. So there might be a slimmer of hope, right? True. So we'll see. If In in a perfect world,
1: I think it's great. I was looking at the depth chart. They've kind of updated a lot of them, and they've already slotted him into wide receiver three. So he's already technically a starter on that team, um, which you could look at the depth chart and kind of piece that together especially think, with where they took him.
0: I think he's better than Mims too. So I, I think that he could slide into number two relatively easy at some point.
1: I could see it. And, and the thing is like you get, you look at it and yeah, he might be three on the depth chart, but that doesn't mean he's going to be the third option, right? It's just because they play X, Y, Z, this, that, and the other, they play the different positions and that's just how it falls on a depth chart. So he definitely could be the two, the number two receiver. Cause you got to think Corey Davis is going to be, you know, the number one getting the most targets, but um don't hate that one but yeah that Rashad Bateman I poor guy um (laughs) it's just it it just like Mark Andrews seems to be the top target guy there now that being said like who else have they really had at receiver realistically Marquise Brown Hollywood Brown again who have they had at receiver (laughs) um I don't know man we'll see you know And, and again maybe the more time that Lamar Jackson's had in that offense obviously um and i'm not saying he's a terrible
0: passer but he's not that great either no but this is a fantasy football podcast yeah. and we're trying to be realistic on the op- on the off chance that we see you know we we've seen production from the wide receivers in this in this offense and it hasn't been very high mm-hmm. so you know what i mean I, it's not to takeaway from Rondell Moore's talent i mean the talent's there you know what i mean you know, he wasn't the best more in the class, but still like it, it's he has the talent to be able to really kind of open that offense. He's a little bit smaller. You know what I mean? Maybe they maybe they open up the offense. You know what I mean? Who knows? You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's possible, right? Yeah.
1: So we'll see. We'll see. There's just a lot of it wasn't one of those things I felt where. We had that one landing spot where you were just like, that's it. That's that's the one, you know. Because again, with Rodgers, Amari uh, Rodgers, we don't know if A- Aaron Rodgers will be there. Jamar Chase, are they going to be able to keep Joe Burrow upright? You know, because they didn't draft offensive line in the fifth pick like they should have to to help there. And is, you know, Jalen Waddell, what's that going to? It's just, I don't see that one landing spot where you're just like, man, that's the most ideal thing I've ever seen. I just, I'm just not seeing that.
0: Yeah, I'm not either. It, it's, it's kind of troubling. I, I... I mean, obviously Chase is the talent, you know what I mean? You can't take away from that, but even with that, like they have weapons, right? You know what I mean? They have Boyd, they have Higgins, you know what I mean? Are they going to throw the ball five, you know, is, I mean, Burrow's probably going to have to throw the ball 500 times a year just because of the simple fact that they're going to be playing from behind. The defense isn't that good, but well, we'll chase the 100 targets. We year one, probably, you know what I mean? Like easily. So it is, you know, that. And the other one, like Devontae Smith going to the
1: Eagles. Like I, I want to like it a lot. I want to. I just don't know who's you know, they should just put Jalen Rager back there. Run some Wildcat all day every day.
0: Miles Sanders, Rager. You can put Hertz back you there. Know.
1: Hertz Hertz is great at it.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. And that doesn't uh, help Devontae Smith,
1: but um <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. just I just I just don't
0: God, I want to like it. I want to. Same. That's one thing that I'm very optimistic about. I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball, but I, okay. I do think that they're going to be in a position where they're kind of similar to the Ravens' style of offense. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's going to be a lot of Hurts running around, and, and that's that hurts the value of the wide receiver. You know what I mean? <sighs> <laughs> It hurts the value. There we go. All right. Um, I
1: don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Lots of still play out, obviously, in that area of things, but nothing eye-popping.
0: Tight ends. Yep. What is going on with the Brevin Jordan free-for-all? Crazy. I understand that he's not exactly your prototypical great run-blocking tight end, but, man, he is a weapon. And the thing about it is it's like, all right, Maybe if Framarth comes off the board to Pittsburgh, which, by the way, I love that landing spot. Yeah, Kyle Pitts lands in Atlanta like we already knew. Round three, maybe no tight ends are taken. I feel very, very good. All right, maybe just all the tight ends are falling. But no, we didn't <laughs> have just one. We didn't just have two. We had three tight ends come off the board. And here we sit today, not a single one of them was Brevin Jordan. Obviously, Hunter Long, he's going to a landing spot where there's already a tight end. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't really know how to feel about that one in round three. Tommy Tremble. I, I kind of like that. I don't you know, I didn't I wasn't exactly uh on the bandwagon of the Tommy Tremble, you know, prior to the draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean he was in the mix of being ranked. I mean he's six three, two forty-one. But I mean, on his career he had thirty-five catches for four oh one and four touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you watched his tape and were just completely enamored with the idea of him potentially being a, a great landing spot. But I mean, he does land with the Panthers. You know, what I mean, they have Ian Thomas, but that's, but again, at the same time, like with that being said, with that being said, there's plenty of weapons on that team already, right? You had um, McKitty be drafted by the Chargers, which they need to tight end after Cook, you know, is 30. 233 years old or whatever but he had six catches in his only in four games six catches 108 yards in a touchdown i mean he did get hurt but i i wasn't i don't know man could you imagine if brevin jordan went to the chargers like exactly. that would have been awesome yeah come on man open us up so are you on the same board with me here pat fairmouth that's probably my favorite of the of well i mean the rest of them are kind of i don't even really have any fantasy feelings about the other three guys, you know, Pitts is Pitts. We talked about it. We can talk about till we're blue in the face. He's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Fairmouth, I think it's a fantastic landing spot. I don't know if he's going to produce exactly year one-ish, but they do like the tight end position in Pittsburgh. So and they do throw the ball a lot, right? So for me, I I like that landing spot. But the other guys, what about them?
1: Yeah, the other ones uh, the Hunter long pick, um It's basically Gusecki 2.0, if you really think about it. I mean, I think Gusecki's more athletic. He, he He's different in that sense, but they're both receiving options. Unless they just plan on running a two tight end set, you know, where you have two tight ends go out to receive, but then it's like you leave the quarterback more vulnerable because you didn't leave one end to block. And they, I, I don't know. There's just a lot that goes into that. But Yeah, man. Um, The pat pick to the Steelers, I like that one. I I do think they do get the tight ends involved. Like you said, though, year one, most tight ends, though, don't produce massively year one. Even year two is kind of a question. You know, it takes a little bit more time to get involved in that sense and understanding of the offense and just schemes in general because of what's asked of you. But outside of that, yeah, I just the I I don't know. I would have much rather seen Brevin Jordan go to the Chargers. And obviously he was available because he's still available now. I don't see him lasting much longer. Um, I don't know at what point, but I'd be shocked if we don't see him go round four. Very shocked. And I would even, again, I I don't have it all pulled up in front of me as far as who's picking, who needs, whatever. I'd be shocked if he's not top half of the fourth round. Right. It would blow my mind. (laughs) I just think someone's going to get a steal. um, Yep of a tight end there. Um, and again, I don't expect him to jump. The only one that I would expect to jump in year one and actually produce pretty substantially would be Kyle Pitts. And again, we can talk about it. So we're blue. We have been talking about it, right. <laughs> um, especially when we have our tight end episodes, it's been 25 minute episode and 20 of it is about Kyle Pitts. So exactly. Um, it's just one of those where he's, he's just far and above everybody else. I mean, obviously if a tight end goes fourth overall, there's a reason for it. So yeah, man, the Hunter long, Tommy tremble, trim i just me it is what it is and it's um, crazy
0: because like even with brevin jordan taken now i don't really i don't love his value right yeah, you know what i mean yeah. because it's like if he goes in the fourth fifth even if he let's just say he drops to that fifth sixth seventh round like he's in that uncharacteristic territory of like all right well he's just a throw-in pick he's not a guy that was in the first three rounds so it's like we expect him to be producing at a high level. I mean, not that not that they don't draft guys, not to you know produce at a high level. But for me, it's just like I hate it. I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it.
1: So what if he goes? I say sixth, but fourth round, sixth pick to the Bengals. I'm not saying it'll happen, but what if I, what if he not?
0: I, I like the landing spot, but I don't love it for fantasy.
1: I think I would not year one. It's not going to be an immediate thing. He's going to be the tight end you take in. Yeah. Like for example, I mean, my home league, my home league is seven rounds for a rookie, but we have defensive players. So it's why it's a little bit more deep than others. Yeah. I would take him in a normal round at that position. I you know, he'll be there in the third round, i got oh, to Right. Sure. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a good dart throw in round four, you know, three and four, I think. Especially with some of these landing spots for these receivers. I I you know, we're gonna talk about it a little bit more next week whenever we talk about our rankings, you know. But for me, I I don't really see a whole lot of value outside the top, maybe. 12 to 14. Wow. The Bengals have three picks in the fourth round. I mean, yeah, it's the fourth round, but yeah, still. <laughs> but yeah, well, maybe they'll draft some offensive line. Well, I know they draft it. It's one, the fourth round. They I, still need that. Oh, that's the, that's the Jaguars. Just kidding. Exactly. So, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I, that's, that's really what I've got on that. I, I don't, I don't really believe any of these tight end guys, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's happens every year. We get excited about a guy and then they land somewhere where it's like, Oh, cool. His fantasy level is D O A. So I'm just I really want to see where Tylan Wallace and Michael
1: Carter go. Those are the two guys that I'm I'm really interested. Even Shy Smith out of South Carolina. Um, I, can keep, I can keep going down the list, but oh definitely Kenny Gainwell. But yeah. So
0: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Just disappointing. Yeah. But thanks so much for tuning in. First off, we want to send a special shout out to everybody that tuned in on Thursday to our big live NFL draft show. It was fun. It was fantastic. We had the comments flying off the radar. We had some guests jump in and out of the show. That was a whole lot of fun for us as well. Uh, make sure to go over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Thank you for continuing to support the show. Make sure to head on over to the Music City Drive-In to check out all the rest of the shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network that ranges from 50 Years of Music to Fantasy Football Roundtable to the Film Optics Podcast to the Now Showing Podcast and so much more. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. See y'all later. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.